welcome everyone to this afternoon's meeting of the Northern Ireland Assembly Public Accounts Committee. Um, and I would particularly like to uh, extend a welcome uh, to my colleague, uh, Mr. William Ehrman, MLA, who has joined the committee today, replacing Mr. Harvey. Uh, William, you're very welcome and I uh, look forward to working with you. Um, so, members, in welcoming you to the committee, I have to uh, remind you that. Uh, Mobile phones must be set to airplane mode or turned off. It's not sufficient to put mobiles on silent as they continue to interfere with uh, the assembly recording. The session has been recorded in video and audio and can be accessed via online streaming, either the assembly website or Democracy Live. Um, have we any apologies? No. Okay. Uh, agenda item two then is the minutes of the 24th of June 2021 in your pack, pages 7 to 22. Are members content? Members content that I sign them as being accurate? Great. Great. Okay, thank you. Okay, declaration of interests. Members at each meeting, members are required to register relevant financial or other interests in the members' register of interests. Does any member have any interest to wish to declare this afternoon? Nope. Okay. Um, agenda item four then is matters arising. Any matters arising from the minutes? I have none, so there are none. Um, agenda item five, correspondence at pages 26 to 50 of your pack. Um, members are referred to correspondence dated the 24th of June, page 26 of the pack from Mike Brennan, the accounting officer and permanent secretary of the Department of the Economy, regarding ministerial direction query on £60 disruption payment to CAFRE students. Mr Brennan states that in February 21, the department approved the further education sector business case to provide a one-off £60 payment to eligible full-time, part-time students undertaking the study in an FE college. The payment was to address the digital poverty of FE students. Um, undertaking study programme 2020-21, academic year, and accessing online learning. It was not uh, replicated for higher education students due to the broad package of support that was separately introduced for HE students. Are members content to note? Then. Sorry, <coughs> Mr. Hildich, just, just a moment, Mr. Hildich. Could I please ask members who are joining remotely to mute their devices? There's quite a lot of background interference. Thank you, Mr. Hildich. There was some members or some people excluded on that scheme. Is that correct? I can't recall, Chair, but I'll look into that. Are you talking about the sports sustainability scheme or the no, scheme? You talk, are they? The Caffrey grant of £60? Yeah, um, yeah, this was for Caffrey students. Uh, Did everybody they got, get the, Yeah, there was £60 came from digital <coughs> poverty. Yeah. Right. Um, but I thought there was, a, there was some issue there. Some received and some didn't. But if that's not the case, that's fine. I think what he is saying here is um, there's a distinction between higher education and further education. He said, um, yes, uh, right. it was the further education one were not covered because 
They had a different package of, of support. I think right. that's the argument. Thanks for that, Thank hey, you. Members are referred to an email dated the 24th of June 2021, page 27 of your pack from Claire Saunders regarding the Sports Sustainability Fund. Ms Saunders is questioning the criteria of the fund, stating that her organisation, who were developing <coughs> walking as a sport, uh, wasn't recognised and didn't get funding. Um, are members content that we forward this to the Audit Office and the Committee for Communities is also um, receive, receives a copy as it's a wider issue regarding the definition of sport, which goes beyond the recent remit uh, of our inquiry, which has been agreed into Sport uh, Sustainability Fund. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Thank you. I refer you to your correspondence to, uh, to the 25th of June, um, pages 23, 28 to 31 uh, of your pack which we have copied into the Committee of Finance regarding a further update from Andy Monaghan, the dialogue with the Department of Finance on publishing a list of ministerial directions. Are you content to note? Okay, <coughs> Members, I refer to correspondence dated 25th of June, pages 32 to 47 of your pack from the Clerk of the Committee for Finance regarding the committee stage of the financial reporting, reporting bill. The bill aims to simplify financial reporting and better align budgets, estimates and resource accounts. It amends the Government Resources and Accounts Act, Northern Ireland, 2001. It provides for departmental estimates and accounts to include the spending of non-departmental public bodies, NDPBs, and other central government bodies for which the Department has responsibility, therefore aligning the budgetary treatment of those bodies. Attached is the Department's correspondence, a table of all public bodies and the comments were appropriate on any actions or status regarding these bodies. The issue is uh, not that all uh, NDPBs are included in the bill. Um, are members content to note? Agreed? Agreed. Okay. Um, should any member have any comments they want to make in writing, your response is required by 12 noon on the 3rd of September, addressing those clauses of the bill which you consider relevant to the requiring amendment. Okay. Um, members are referred to correspondence dated the 25th of June 2021 at pages 48 to 50 of your pack from Professor Paul Bartholomew regarding the membership of the Ulster University Council. Has any member any comments they wish to make? There is one issue that has been drawn to my attention, and that is the fact that the interim head of the Northern Ireland Civil Service is a member of the Council. And uh, I suppose the, the question there is, um, is there uh, a conflict of interest? Potentially. <coughs> Mr Donnelly, have you any? I think there is potentially. Um, the chair of the Council was in that role before been appointed as interim head of the service. Uh, I think you couldn't have a, you know, a full-time civil servant also sitting on an outside body. That would be a conflict of interest. Uh, what I don't know whether consideration was given uh, to Jenny Piper uh, standing down uh, whilst from the university while in the head of civil service role, so I'm not sure if there's been any active consideration of that. But it's certainly something that there is a question there to to ask, I think. Okay. Yeah. Are members content that we ask the question? Yes? Mm -hmm. Agreed? Agreed. 
Okay, thank you. Members, we will remain in open session for our next agenda item briefing from the Northern Ireland Audit Office on their second report overview of the Northern Ireland Executive Response to COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Uh, so, agenda item six is the co second report overview of the Northern Ireland Exec Executive's response to COVID-19 pandemic briefing from the Northern Ireland Audit Office, pages uh, 52 to 94 of your pack, and we're joined and we'll have presentation presented by Mr. Donnelly, the Controller and Order General, Mr. Thomas Wilkinson, who is also with us, and Kyle Bingham, who is joining us remotely. Gentlemen, you're all very welcome. Um, and members, I refer to the papers in your pack regarding the second report uh, and the papers, the NIO's report, NIAO's report, uh, pages 52 to 94 of your pack, and the restricted paper, pages 3 to 4 of your pack. Uh, Mr. Donnelly, can you and your team please uh, begin the brief to the committee on aspects of the report? Uh, we decided when COVID emerged that we would do every six months or so an overview report, Chair, of just looking at all the different schemes. And there's a huge plethora of schemes across nearly all the departments. So it's just a macro overview of what is going on. Uh, so my director on this one is actually Patrick Barr, who can come in uh, remotely and he can give you a more detailed uh, assessment of the key issues. Is he joining us this afternoon? He is. Right. Okay. You got it? Mr. Barr, can you hear us okay? Uh, yes, Chair, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, you want him to come in now, Mr. Donnelly? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Barr, you're, you're live. No problem. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, in terms of the report, um, as, as, as CNAG mentioned, um, the intention was to draw together all the schemes, not to go into the value for money of all the schemes uh, in the context of this report, because um, we're looking at some of those separately, but really just to draw together all the expenditure that was going on in relation to COVID-19 and give a sense of the total cost um, to uh, Northern Ireland. So that included all the local schemes that were launched by um, our Northern Ireland departments, uh, but also then the cost, the Northern Ireland cost of any of the national schemes as well. So um, we did the first report um, and that um, had an assessment of around about um, just over 2 billion. Um, at the time, we couldn't get a regional cost for the furlough scheme. Um, so in our most recent report uh, that was published um, just in June, on the 8th of June, um, the total cost is 6.2 billion. Um, that now includes um, around 1.5 billion for the furlough scheme. But the main element of that 6.2 billion is is 3.9, so almost 4 billion um, from the um, Northern Ireland Executive Departments and the schemes that they've carried. Um, there's some other elements um, that I laid out in the paper. Uh, for example, some of the smaller schemes, the self-employed schemes, and universal credit that were uh, that were funded um, centrally. Um, so those were the main um, schemes. There's also one element, um, the bounce back loan schemes, um, the scheme. Um, there was a significant amount of money um, given in loans to, to Northern Ireland businesses, but again, that scheme is managed uh, centrally um, uh, from, from Westminster. So the, the big increase um, from our first report to the second is it's gone from just over 2 billion up to the 6.2, but as I mentioned, that now includes the furlough scheme. Um, we intend to do the report again um, uh, towards the end of this year. Both reports to date um, have been estimates of cost, so we appreciate that costs for schemes haven't totally settled, so 
we asked departments to give an estimated uh, total cost of the scheme at a, at a point in time. But what we aim to do as we move through into the next and potentially a fourth report is to look then at the actual cost um, and, and, and really um, be able to focus on that and, and have departments um, explain that uh, more fully. A um, couple of caveats with the report uh, as laid out. This only looks at schemes over a million pound carried out by departments. So there are any schemes under a cost of one million pound and some of the other things that they just um, did in response, moving staff around or getting some additional staff um, aren't covered in this report. Um, at the time, with all that was going on with departments, uh, we didn't want to put too huge um, a, a, an information burden on them, so, so we asked them to focus on the large schemes. Um, in terms of funding, the overall uh, for the 3.9 billion, which is the the local schemes, 3.3 billion of that um, um, came from uh, Westminster from UK government, um, and the rest was um, identified and, and recycled um, and so on within um, departmental budgets um, here in Northern Ireland. Um, I've also laid out in the briefing paper. The main departments, so health, finance, and economy, were the um, the ones with the, the, the biggest spend, and and also then, um, as you'll well know, um, because we've um, been notifying you of them, a significant number of ministerial directions. So of the 3.9 billion spent locally, approximately 1.3 billion of it was under direction by a Northern Ireland minister, so about a third um, of the spend. Um, so not too much more to say in this report. It's it's it's, it's an information-based report. Um, it doesn't make value judgments. But in terms of wider COVID work, what we're also doing is we are have been working on a report of the small business grant scheme, so the £10,000 scheme. Um, we've completed most of our work on that, and that is now with the department for consideration. So we're working through that with the department. Um, we're also looking at... Uh, the PPE procurement in Northern Ireland and reviewing that. Um, and then as part of a wider group, a nation's response working group, we're in regular contact with National Audit Office, Audit Scotland and Audit Wales um, to look at um, COVID response and, and, and government response across all the jurisdictions uh, to make sure that we're picking up um, and sharing issues and so on as we go. Um, so that's pretty much what I wanted to say in the report, but I'm happy to take any questions from members. Okay, any members have any questions? Content? Yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Barr. Um, okay, members, we will now go into closed session for our next agenda item, the briefing and preparation session for our inquiry into Sports Sustainability Fund. Uh, so can I please ask um, that the Catherine from Hagen from the Audit Office uh, and Rachel Curlett, Auditor, are brought into the meeting, please, at this stage. Signed. This is the Northern Ireland Assembly Senate Chamber programme signed. This is the Northern